0: the FCS college football experience week seven reaction show on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog has just added pickup scorchers where you can win a hundred times the amount of money you enter. That's right. Turn $5 into 501 in game. Plus every Sunday, they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars. Use the promo code SGPN at underdog fantasy for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Yes. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. And start making smarter bets today, people. And finally, we're giving away $3,000 in our NFL second chance survivor contest presented by Corey Pinkston and uh, Corey Pinkston and barking dog properties. It's free to enter. Just go to sports slash survivor. By the end of this weekend, by, by Sunday, essentially that's sports slash survivor. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey, this is Eric Metcalf. You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Yes. Yes. yes! Welcome. Welcome to the FCS college football experience week seven reaction show. It's been a wild week. Can't wait to talk about it. Shout out to the chat, the old fashioned football podcast and J Mark. I know he was at a college football game this week and supporting as anyone should do go out and support college football and listen to the old fashioned football podcast too. a very unique football podcast with whiskey. I highly recommend it. Check it out. If you get a chance, if you like an old fashioned, get the old fashioned football podcast. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, we had a great weekend of football, had some big time, big time games, Some big time, some surprising results in my opinion that, uh, you know, kind of have me uh, really excited to talk about, you know, each conference race and what is going on here. Uh, But first uh, you're probably wondering who the hell I am. And that's fair. My name is Colby Swigget, Dan to base. Dan AKA pick, Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick.
1: He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee.
0: Oh, we had a lot of big-time games. I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun watching some of these games. I mean, Brown Princeton, unbelievable game. Um, even had Presbyterian Dayton on unbelievable game. Uh, Richmond, Rhode Island was good, Montana, Idaho. How about the, the what's going on in the Dakotas fucking Dartmouth was involved in a good one. We can go on and on and on. We're going to talk about it all. I am joined by my co-host. I call him the golf. Coast guru is down there in the Gulf of Mexico. You know, he's out there on all those jet skis and yachts and wakeboards and power, you know, what's that uh what's that shit when you go like when you parasailing. He's parasailing his way through life. I can't talk, folks. Uh give it up for the Gulf Coast Guru himself, Mike Rose. How you doing, brother?
1: Brother, I wish my life was half as cool as you explain it every week, but Hey, I'm just gonna roll with it and say it is. I do all those things. I'm a Floridian <laughs> Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Love it. Hey, uh, he lives yeah. in Tampa now, from what I understand. So they're they're all down here. I don't know what happened. They're all migrated. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the retirement home for all their bad backs and CTE. <laughs> uh,
0: man, dude, what a wild week we had though, man. What a wild week. Um, uh, when you consider uh well, first off, St. Francis beat the hell out of Wagner on Thursday, but you had, you had a, I want to go chronologically, but first I think I'm going to break that rule in a way because we had shocking results in a lot of games that, that really kind of, this was just a wild weekend of college football. You had what my Eastern Washington was up 41, 14, I think going into the fourth and lost 42-41. Shout out to Cody Hawkins and the Idaho State Bangles for getting the un- unbelievable. Maybe it was late third, I don't remember, but I remember it was 41 to 14. And Idaho State scored 28 unanswered at the Holt Arena. As that's a huge win for Cody Hawkins cuz Idaho State's been really bad for a while. And uh, by the way, Jordan Cook, I believe, was the quarterback for the Bengals. Threw for a a cool three eighty nine, getting it done. Holy hell! Uh, I mean that that's so so. People don't realize how bad Idaho State was, and I get it. They're just two and four now, but they. I think Cody Hawkins has done an unbelievable job in year one. First off, they all, they, they kept it within one score at San Diego, uh, at San Diego state at the snapper week one. Right. And that was impressive in its own right to me. Right. Just, just the fact if you knew how bad the Bengals were previous years, they haven't been good since fucking like Merrill Hodge. Um, and then when you look at, uh, when you look at the, the other outings, like, yeah, the Northern Colorado loss. I'm sorry, Northern Colorado win was his first win. But I was more impressed with some of the losses. An eight point loss in Missoula to Montana, uh, and then you follow that up with a. a, a you, you're thinking, how about the fight in this team to score what 28 unanswered to win against Eastern Washington, which we know is a very good program. What'd you make of this game and that outcome, man? Wasn't that incredible?
1: Well, first of all, the the gambling gods giveth and they taketh. I hit on that Stanford play earlier uh, in the FBS before the weekend. And yeah. I was pretty stoked about that, but I had Eastern Washington in this game, so they took it right back from me in another wild one. But, I mean, you said it exactly. It's, it's the fight. We've talked about it a couple other times with this team, and we talked about it when they played Northern Colorado. We're not seeing the fight out of Northern Colorado, but you are seeing it out of Idaho State. I mean, this is a team that had a coach – Charged with murder last year, (laughs) and now they're out here. They're beating Eastern. Not on this staff. This is this is a brand new
0: staff. Cody Hawkins comes (laughs) in. That was the previous staff. But yes,
1: you got a clean house. You got a clean house out
0: there. (laughs) Uh, That I mean, I just felt like this weekend. You know, the slate had some heat, but I didn't. Some of these outcomes. I feel like we should just jump right into that to the other sh- school in the state of Idaho, the Vandals, who we I thought was a national and they still are a national championship contender. However, I didn't uh, the way we had seen Bobby Hawks Montana Grizzlies play thus far this season. Remember, they went down the to Flagstaff, got beat down by Northern Arizona, and they just hadn't passed the eye test. Whether it was the the Butler game, whether it was the Ferris State game, whether it was the Idaho State game. A shocking result at the at that filthy Kibby dome there. Montana wins 23-21. The game was fantastic. It was on ESPN two. Grizz win. We ate shit on this one. I was shocked by this outcome. And the Grizz you know, basically jumping back into the mix as being a contender by winning on the road at a top ten team. What'd you make of this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've uh really called our our bluff here and turned it on all of a sudden. Uh you know, they're they're kind of sitting pretty here now. They got a bye week. They come out of the bye week. They got northern Colorado, very winnable. They got Sac State at home, which I would actually at this point favor them. And then they have Portland State, who who knows, they're looking like a juggernaut. But then you uh you got Montana State at home this year. So they they really kind of control their own destiny. And maybe we uh called off the dogs on them a little too early.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, um I was shocked by a number of games. Uh, I'll go chronologically. Now there was a few other ones that just were, were fucking like huge shocks to me. It's it's you know what, man, this is shaping up for an awesome FCS season. In my opinion, mm-hmm. hope. I mean, what they uh, South Dakota state seems like they're far w- way better than everybody else, but we'll get to them in a second uh, going chronologically. The first game, Yale 31 sacred heart three. <laughs> Oh man, I thought Sacred Heart would at least get a touchdown. The spread was like 24. They did not cover. You were right. I was wrong. I didn't bet this, but uh Yale does it at the Yale Bowl. Um any thoughts on your on your Pioneers there, Sacred Heart?
1: <laughs> well, it uh it brings up probably the question I was kind of wondering is uh I think this might be mine. Who's the team you think you were most wrong about coming into this season? I think Sacred Heart for me. They're uh, probably my number one most <laughs> most wrong
0: yeah, uh, I got a couple. Uh, that's a good question. Maybe as we trickle through here, I'll, I'll figure that one out. Um, one of the best games of the day, I had this on the screen, was Princeton Brown. This game was unbelievable. Brown wins 28 27 in overtime and really rallied. They, they scored 14 in the fourth to get it to overtime. It looked like it was going to be the Princeton Tigers to get it. It was nice. It was kind of a rainy day. It was just fantastic uh, weather. But Brown gets the win in overtime unbelievable. The, 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 this is almost like Idaho state's rally. They essentially basically, you know, 21 to six in the final, what overtime and fourth quarter unbelievable. And I'm telling you, this Brown team is fun to root for, man. They're a fun team to root for. They got uh, Wilcox at the quarterback spot that just continues to, I mean, I he had a couple turnovers in this game, but he still impresses the hell out of me and especially Brown who had kind of feel like had been a doormat a little bit in the Ivy over the years there's an excitement around this program. They're fun to watch, man. They're, they're fun to watch through. They moved to what three and two now. Uh, and and who'd you take in this matchup? I don't remember.
1: I had Princeton in this one. So uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of the Ivy league this year. It seems like every spreads around three points, which I guess makes sense, but it, it's been pretty cut and dry. I just keep getting uh, too cute and going against it. I, I Brown. I, I just didn't see that the train keep rolling here, but I mean, now you really look. You know, their second game of the season, they played Harvard at Harvard, and it was a three-point loss, which is actually a really freaking impressive yeah, loss. Yeah, yeah. So, Harvard's a wagon real. right now. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. You're right, man. And and what a nice win for the Brown Bears, man. And I love watching these Ivy league games, man. Um, it was a weak FBS slate at 9 a.m. right uh, noon Eastern. Uh, and I had a lot of these games on. The Yale one, quickly I turned off because that was just getting ugly. But I had Princeton Brown watch the whole game. I also watched a couple of these other games, the entire game. Uh, Georgetown, my lock, your lock, the Hoyas, hitting the road. And it could have been 24 7, but it was a little bit of a dogfight. I love this Hoyas team, man. As they take down Lehigh, they cover the three that they were laying. 17 to 7, the Hoyas get it done against the Mountain Hawks. Um, you know, Georgetown's still undefeated in the Patriot League. Now, I know they, you know, what's crazy is Lafayette is very good, but they have, co- so their remaining schedule for the Hoyas, home to Colgate, home to Lafayette, at Bucknell, at Holy Cross. I mean, if they can get Lafayette on Halloween weekend. That Holy Cross game could end up being for the conference. Fuck yeah! I mean, sign me up. This is a lot of fun. Now, I still think Holy Cross probably puts it on him, but I, I what a great surprise story. The you know Georgetown loses their starting quarterback to EIU, and Tyler Noop is is sitting there saying, you know, hey, I got this. The backup quarterback steps up. He had terrible stats the year before. He gets it done. Uh, and, and they they've been a fun watch week in week out, man. So, what do you make of these Hoyas?
1: Yeah, I think uh, this is the first time where it's been a couple weeks in a row, and now I'm I'm starting to actually understand this team. I mean, you know, a close game against Penn—that's a good game. They beat Fordham. They've been uh, getting more consistent since the Columbia loss, so that's what I wanted to see. I'm starting to buy in, and I want to know, Ju uh, and. Uh, Sean, have any money on this game? I mean, this was like your matchup. Yeah, isn't it? did you guys? Yeah, be a little deal?
0: inside wager saying, <laughs> "Hey, fuck you, man! I'm going to bet you a bottle of bourbon here." Uh, so we, you know, yeah, always have action here at SGPN. We, um, uh, we were we were spot on on the Toreros coming cross country to New York to take on the Maris Red Foxes because, uh, and I was watching this game early. I feel like uh, San Diego got off to the early seven, nothing lead. Then Mara scores 21 unanswered. The red Fox win 30 to 16. You you don't just go cross country. You don't just go cross country into uh you know, uh, lined off field at, at, Teddy stadium and grab the dub shout out to the red Foxes for getting it done. They needed that one. And uh, that's a big win there as the pioneer league. Is looking very interesting right now. We're going to talk more about that in a second, but we were both on Marist pretty easy handicap, just going cross country again, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's, it's like the golden role of college football. And this is, you know, full, full disclosure, this is my first week where I was uh, a little bit under 500 as a whole. I've been over 500 every week so far. And uh, we were talking about it on the pick show, like, ah, oh, man, I feel like I'm picking a lot of road teams and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah! You, you you gotta, what happens, you gotta right? look at that. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to load up on the road on college football, man.
0: Yeah, one of the ones we were right about though was Duquesne beating the piss out of Central Connecticut State. The Duquesne Dukes looking good. They're looking good lately, man. Maybe maybe they're a player to get to the FCS playoffs this year. I know they got Saint Francis in there. They got a couple other ones that could be very fun. Uh nice win for the Dukes. Look, before we get to the next game, I want to tell you that the FCS College Football Experience Week 7 Reaction Show's brought to you by SGPN Second Chance Survivor. Yep, yeah, already knocked out of your NFL Survivor? Me too. I took the Washington Redskins to beat the Bears. I still have one survivor out there, but one is done. Don't worry, we got you covered with the SGPN Second Chance Survivor presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. $3,000 are up for grabs, people. Winner take all. It starts get in by Sunday. All right? Get in by Sunday. So sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. That's sports slash survivor. We invite you to jump in. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Look, Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Yeah. Go five for five and pick up Scorchers and enjoy a spicy hundred times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending their first deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars. Look, they got $100,000 Sundays where they give away 100 grand essentially. 10 lucky players will get $10,000 each. Holy hell. Uh I, I don't know. We got an underdog situation. I don't know. I'm uh, I I like the uh what is my underdog play? I like mi- ah. money. If we're talking money, line, I think Middle Tennessee could be live against Liberty. Um it's a gigantic spread, but take the points. They're an underdog, all right? Uh, as Middle Tennessee takes on Liberty, the flame and Libs, uh, Tuesday night. It's conference USA action. So, folks, what are you doing? Sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. We are back on the FCS college football experience, and now it gets fun. Furman 27, Sanford 21 you know, early on Sanford struck first, got up seven nut. And I was thinking maybe and this was a big time game in the, in the SoCon man, uh, Furman gets the dub though. And now it sets up as we well know, Furman at Western Carolina, an awesome game this weekend that I encourage everybody to watch. You know, if you're an FBS fan, just tuning in right now, get out and watch this game. It's going to be fantastic this upcoming week. Well, a uh, th- little closer than we thought, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, this was, this was really Sanford's last chance to kind of grab the SoCon and, and and crawl back up and into the race up at the top. And, and obviously I think it's just done. So uh good, good fight there, but it looks like it's Furman and Western Carolina, you know, battling it out for the top dog. So fun, fun conference. I love this SoCon race.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, man. That game was fun. And speaking of a game that was not fun though, <laughs> Howard scored seven points against Harvard. Harvard is, dude, this is the problem. The Ivy needs to get off their high horse and jump into the FCS playoffs because Harvard is fucking amazing. They're really good. 48 to 7, they take down the Howard Bison at Harvard Stadium, which is an awesome stadium if you haven't been. Shout out to College Football Campus Tour, who was just there taking photos over the weekend. Um, this was a dominating performance, man. I think Harvard is like a top 10 team, man. What, what do you make of Harvard?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, this pick made me look like an absolute idiot. I, I locked up Harvard or Howard. I took um, Howard too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think, you, you know, especially you're not used to laying that much chalk with the Ivy league teams, especially when they play like a good team from another conference outside the Ivy. So um, that is this game puts you on official notice. Harvard's for real. Uh, DePrima, Isaiah Abbey went out there, rushed for over 100 yards. DePrima, the quarterback's awesome. This team's legit, and I think it's uh, hands down the best team in the Ivy right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about this one? This game was fucking insane, man. Presbyterian 20, Dayton 17. <laughs> you know, you swayed me off of Presbyterian. <laughs> you remember, I was saying, I think Presbyterian, I was like, you know what, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I mean, first off this game was insane because Presbyterian was up 17, nothing entering the fourth quarter and Dayton scores 17 unanswered to get it to overtime. You're thinking, Oh my God, Presbyterian, there's no way they're going to win in overtime. The momentum of the Dayton flyers is too much. No, Presbyterian wins by three in overtime gets it done. The blue hose three and three. Now what is happening right before our very eyes? We're seeing this program turn. It's gotta be exciting. If you're a blue hose fan, what did you make of this one, man?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun. You know, the reason the reason I did a little voodoo magic there and tried to try to get you on my side is, you know, <laughs> this team is Presbyterian team. They'd beaten Virginia Lynchburg and Wofford, you know, to well, Virginia Lynchburg isn't even uh FCS. Yeah. Now, Wofford, yeah. It's one of the worst, you know, but when they played Murray state, they lost by 31 and Murray state isn't even good, but I don't know. Presbyterian, there's something happening there with the blue hose. And uh, they're looking a little more like Scottish warriors than, uh, just blue socks. So <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> Unbelievable win. That's a big win for their program on the road. There, Uh we ate a big old bag of shit on Saint Thomas, the Tommies, and we start. We might need to start talking about the Drake Bulldogs because fifty-two to twenty-one. Oof. Um, and if you look at the conference race going on, Drake and. Uh, They might be in the FCS playoffs, buddy. We know. So St. Thomas and Marist are three and one in conference Davidson and Drake are still undefeated. Now we'll talk about Davidson in a second, but Drake just beat the piss out of St. Thomas. Like I was expecting that to be a game. Remember the Tommies have been good in pioneer league play since jumping up. And I did not see this coming. And now you look at Drake's schedule and you're like, they don't play Davidson right now yeah. the remaining schedule they have to go to San Diego this week and i think that's probably their biggest hurdle that or the season ender so they they're at San Diego they come back they get Stetson uh then they're at Marist which interesting game in its own right saturday uh saturday november 4th then home to Presbyterian but then at Butler there is a lot of optimism i think if you're a, a Drake fan of potentially playing an FCS playoff game Huge win by 31 points against t- this. I would not project this. I know the Tommies hadn't looked as good as what we thought, but I didn't think a 31 point loss was in the cards uh, in in Des Moines there. What'd you make of that one?
1: Yeah, I think uh, first thing we're kind of learning is the Tommies, maybe a team to fade on the road and bet at home. That's kind of how it's looking to me uh, this year. Definitely not as dominant in conference like we were saying, but I mean, this Drake team, you know. Outside of this game, you know, they, they got blown out by North Dakota and they got blown out by South Dakota State, two teams that look like top tier playoff contenders right now. Um, and then they lost an NAIA team against an NAIA team, sorry. And uh, I think that's where a lot of people kind of wrote them off. But I mean, they were the NAI champs. So <laughs> yeah. that's a really tough game. So this is a big win. And I think they are a player in this conference for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Butler Bulldogs, speaking of Pioneer League, they cashed for us they covered what they lost by two 35, 33 Davidson. I mean, this is going to be a fun race right now when you look at, so Butler's two and two, but I don't think they're out of this yet. Like I said, they still play. They still play Drake. Um, and I believe they don't get Marist. So it's going to be very tricky. The situation down the stretch here because um, I don't think St. Thomas—they still can't make the playoffs this year. I think they have one more year or two more years to wait. That's so y- you're in a situation where you have Moorhead State with two losses—I mean, with two wins and two losses. Uh, Butler too has two losses and two wins. But then you have Maris three and one, Drake three and zero, Davidson three and zero. Folks, to, uh, just just to dive in a little bit more on this, Davidson's remaining schedule. Home to Valpo, home to Presbyterian. But that Presbyterian game looks a little tougher than we <laughs> thought. And then at Stetson, at Moorhead State, home to Dayton, they're almost a lock. And I don't want to say a lock, because I think Presbyterian could get them. Maybe Stetson could get them, but or or maybe Moorhead. I don't know. But they they definitely avoid the real I mean that Butler win might have solidified it. But Butler, I still think Butler's good, man. Their remaining schedule at Dayton home to Valpo at Moorhead home to Drake. They, but the problem is they have, they have two losses. I don't know. I, I, but Marist is in the mix as well. So who the hell does Marist play? If it's confusing in a way, cause you're like, wait, all three miss out on each other. Like the top three teams in the conference, it almost looks like miss out on playing one another, which is, which is quite fascinating. What would happen if you have a tiebreaker there?
1: uh, uh D- Davis took the Davidson I mean uh took down Maris uh, it was just earlier in the season and oh I that's agree. right that's right yeah, that's right September.
0: yeah but still I mean it it, it it makes it tricky it makes it tricky down the stretch though if Davidson were to to fall one game there I guess they would have the tiebreaker on Maris but the other game like Drake and Davidson don't play you know uh some of the other schools there I feel like the fact they don't play each other could give them some opportunity to get into the FCS playoffs. What? Uh, I mean, that game kind of went the way I thought I would thought it'd be a really close game. And I thought Butler could cover maybe even win it on the money line. They didn't win it on the money line. Shout out to Davidson. That's a gigantic win for the program. Um,
1: Bucknell did, did you take Bucknell? No, I had actually uh, jumped ship off my bison. <laughs> Thought it was all over and, and now here they are. <laughs> they take
0: down Cornell on the road by eight. Jamison Wang. Dude, I don't understand Cornell. Cornell's a very hard team to understand. But shout out to Bucknell, who has looked better this year. They've looked much better, especially on the offensive side of the ball this year. Um, what a huge win there in Ithaca taking down the big red. Did not see I mean I I took Bucknell, I think, in the points, but I didn't see I didn't think an outright win was gonna happen. Um and then you have fucking Dartmouth losing to Colgate. Okay, make this one make sense to me because I thought fucking Dartmouth was contenders in in the in the Ivy League, but now you got Colgate, the toothpaste from the Patriot League, representing against the Ivy, twenty seven twenty four. What'd you make of this one?
1: Yeah, those are two games in a row there, Cornell and Dartmouth, both two teams that uh really disappointed me and, and they both are at Dartmouth just this week but Cornell's kind of been like falling off a ledge here slowly but surely and, and Colgate was a team I thought uh I thought was going to be okay and then they started off the season looking like an auto fade they couldn't do anything and now here we are they've beaten Cornell and Dartmouth and back to back I mean there was a buy in between but they've beaten back to back uh in a row here so I, I don't know maybe Colgate turning it on a little bit outside of conference but still and I don't know, Cornell, I think uh panic button I'm hitting, but Dartmouth, they could still bounce back here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we locked up this one and we hit. But man, did we have to sweat. <laughs> VMI minus one and a half at the Citadel. <laughs> we hit. But man, we had to earn it. It was 10 10 at halftime, folks. It was 13 10 in favor of the Citadel start in the fourth quarter and kind of midway through the fourth quarter. And then VMI put it together on a long drive. So Let's go up 1713. Said it'll kind of move the ball a little bit on them. Then VMI with the critical interception. Uh, this rivalry game is always fun. Uh, VMI is three and three. Danny Rocco's got them ahead of where we projected. I think the key dance, I thought it'd be a tough, r- I mean, it's still not going to be, a, I don't think an amazing first year, but. In a way, if you're a VMI fan, I think it is a great step in the right direction. Three and three, big time win. We cover what do you make of the key debts taking down the Citadel Bulldogs?
1: Well, uh uh t- of two teams uh rebuilding this year, and then it's definitely going different directions. Now for VMI, the rest of the schedule, Sanford, Chattanooga, ETSU, Furman, Western Carolina. So maybe one win there against uh ETSU if they get that one, but it is on the road. Citadel, however, we're searching for one win this year. They got Sanford. They got Mercer. They got Wofford and ETSU. So they better beat Wofford. They're looking at a a, a zero burger there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We were all over this one here in the CAA, which is, is trying to project the CAA right now. I mean, I guess you got Delaware, but after Delaware, uh, Villanova 21, Elon zero, Elon just looked really good. And then Villanova shuts him out and wins by three touchdowns, a dominating performance by the wildcats. Who's the best. So we know Delaware and Nova are going to square off the final week of the season. Who the hell's the best team in this conference? Cause I look at this and I really think there's a lot of decent teams in this conference. Okay. You got Delaware, Villanova, Richmond's now three and one. We'll talk about them in a minute. Elon, obviously, we saw beat William and Mary. William and Mary's two and one in the mix. Albany is two and one in the mix. Monmouth is is quietly two and one. Rhode Island is two and two, but we think they're good. Campbell's two and two, but we think they're good. And somehow, New Hampshire's one and two, but we know they're good. (laughs) (laughs) This is this this a wide open CAA.
1: Yeah this this is this is an awesome conference and and yeah like you said it's gonna come down to the final game of the year when when Villanova and Delaware square off, cause those look like two of your, two year front runners, definitely Delaware. Um, as far as Elon, you know, I'm not really even writing them completely out of the picture yet. I still think they're a really good team. Um, it's just, I, what's that? Uh, 56 straight points to nothing in the last two years against Villanova. So there's obviously uh yeah. something Villanova has their number and it just is what it is, you know,
0: <laughs> unbelievable unfucking believable. I mean, Elon it's crazy because you looked and said before though, they got Matthew Downing and stuff. I mean, this team didn't throw for any yards, man. They threw for 46 yards, 46 yards. <laughs> Terrible uh, shout out to Villanova. They look like they could be back to being Villanova. The, uh, you know, Ooh. they're kind of been a power over the years, Long Island, the fucking shocks of Long Island. They lost to the main black bears third 24, 13. They did not cover for me the fucking shocks let me down uh who'd you t- you took the fucking shocks too didn't you
1: yeah so when we picked this on the pick show we did hit because we got a 12 but I bet this game in uh in real life on the, come Saturday and uh the number was 11 so oh. uh, <laughs> not great <laughs>
0: that that that's what happens that's what happens. Uh, let's talk about Richmond because Richmond, one of the more impressive. So Richmond lost. Remember, it's been a tale of two seasons in a way. Morgan State comes into to Richmond, beats them down. Richmond with a gigantic win on the road at uh K- you know at Rhode Island at K- in Kingston, Rhode Island. Um, super impressive. They they rallied too in a way uh, in the fourth to get the dub. Um, 24, 17 gigantic win for the spiders who once again, they've always been kind of an FCS blue blood as well. It's funny. You know, Delaware is Delaware. If you look right now at the top of the CAA, it's Delaware, Villanova and Richmond, then, you know, it trickles down to a bunch of other schools. A lot of them have the same record, but Coming into the year, we kind of thought regression from Delaware, re- regression from Richmond. I think we were kind of bullish on Nova, but you're kind of seeing the three old school blue bloods in the CAA rise back to the top and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" This ain't a down year for us. We just we rebuild and go f- and go. F- we don't
1: rebuild essentially. We just essentially
0: it's a system. So huge win for the spiders on the road there against Rhode Island. A bit surprised by that outcome, you.
1: Yeah, uh, very surprised and disappointed. I'm, you know, Rhode Island is a team I'm really pulling for this year. So uh, it it was upsetting to see that happen with uh, you you just figure a a quarterback like Hill that's been there for a while. They're going to rise to these situations. And this is this is a disappointing loss because Richmond, even though they're sitting, you know, up there towards the top, it's not a team I'm truly believing in now. However, winning that game and now you got North Carolina A&T on deck, Campbell, which is somebody that maybe they should still be able to beat. Even yeah. though they're extremely talented. I mean, this is a team that could be getting rolling late.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, folks, before we get to the next game, well, uh, I want to tell you that the FCS College Football Experience is brought to you by Game Time. Yes, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be that stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater that is near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. <laughs> you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll be having at that very event. All right. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account, use that promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Once again, Create that account redeeming code CFBX for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by hall of fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with hall of fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit HOFbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today, people. All right, we are back on the FCS college football experience. And one of the more shocking, I mean, How about this? I I guess I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked at the result, but the score I was. Monmouth 61, Hampton 10. Holy hell.
1: Yeah. uh, Monmouth's starting to find their stride, too. I see John Lee in the chat there uh, shouting us out for one. Thank you very much. But asking uh, Hampton if they're fade moving forward and. Uh, probably against Delaware. But I, I mean, this Monmouth mouth team is, is really to themselves. I've been, I've been kind of proved wrong by Hampton a bunch of times so far this season. So I wouldn't say they're in an auto fade bucket. It's just, they ran into a buzzsaw of a team that's figuring it out. this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, pff, Hampton is on auto fade.
1: <laughs> moving forward, oh, there you go. There and I you rode go. them.
0: I rode them. No, I don't know. Well, it's, th- there's some. There's some duds in the CAA. If they get a couple other shitty teams, maybe. maybe I'll. Make, and Maine
1: coming yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but
0: Maine's starting to look a little bit improved, man. Um, mm-hmm. This one I was watching. I did uh, not not Hampton, Monmouth. I didn't catch any of that one, but I caught the Albany New Hampshire game, and I got to credit New Hampshire because it looked like Albany was going to run away with it. Like if, if you ask me like mid third quarter, I thought Albany, you know, had kind of dictated the, the pace of the game and seemed like they were going to win it. New Hampshire comes roaring back score 17 in the third, 24 to the, you know, 24 points in the, in the second half. And uh, they get a huge win. They needed that win to not fall that b- far behind in the CAA as they win 38, 31 against our boy Reese Poffenberger. and um, Just a a very impressive performance. Paul still threw for 373, by the way, but he did have two critical interceptions, and I think that was a big factor. But also, Max Brosmer lit it up for the Wildcats with uh, with 342. (laughs) So uh, a lot of offense, huge win there for the Wildcats of New Hampshire. And I can play this song for you. Wildcats, Wildcats. Um. Buddy Pew te- in South Carolina State, tough. Tennessee Tech. Shout out to GBO Farms. We were wrong on that. GBO Farms and this Golden Eagles come into uh, South Carolina and win twenty eight seven. Kind of a dominating performance by the Golden Eagles. Penn and Columbia. Penn keep they know how to win these close games, man. They just keep on winning close games. And at Columbia looks certainly improved, but I mean, Penn was kind of down the whole game and they score 10 in the fourth and make the key plays in the fourth quarter to get themselves a win. What do you make of this Quakers team?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. Cause I was super bought into them and and they've uh, kind of been letting me down. Especially I saw there was all kinds of protests up at Columbia university and uh campus was shut down. So I like went in the straight football mode. And I was like, Oh my God, protest and the campus is shutting down. I'm throwing more <laughs> on Penn. So I went even heavier and I got minus three and a half. <laughs> so lost that, that bet too. little upset about that, but Penn, I, I mean, the real, <laughs> the real test is coming up this week. Uh, they have Yale and it's at the Yale bowl. So um, we're going to really find out what this team's made of. I mean, they look like they're towards the top of the heap, you know, probably maybe the third best team in this conference, but I, I, I don't know. We're going to see the separation between them and Yale this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another awesome game that I did have on the TV here and folks if would get a chance go back and watch this one because Youngstown battled back to make it a game, but they lost at the end of the day, South Dakota, 34, Youngstown 31, the coyotes are five and one. They have a tiebreaker on North Dakota state. And now they have a one game, uh, essentially a two game lead because South Dakota's one loss was to Missouri in the opener out of the sec. So huge when I I find myself rooting for the South Dakota coyote team, I know Youngstown's your team, but damn it. I like the South Dakota team, man. What, what'd you make of this outcome here?
1: Yeah. I mean, now that they, they beat the penguins and, and, you know, shout out to the YSU. That was, that was a hell of a comeback and uh, showed the true true heart of a penguin right there. That's why they keep their mates forever. Just like humans. They got big hearts. You know, they're good. (laughs) We love penguins, (laughs) but uh, that was, that was a hell of a game, Uh, you know, a, a loss on the road that can be expected, but way to come back. I'm very interested to see this week what the line's going to be against Indiana State. I know their ass, but they got to travel to Indiana State and they got South Dakota State on deck. So, a well coached team knows you don't overlook this game. Very interesting yeah. to see what happens. Yeah.
0: So, part of the shocking outcomes to me was not South Dakota, Youngstown State, but it was, th- I'm not even shocked that Austin P won. It was the manner in which they won 41 14 against Gardner Webb, dominating performance. Austin P. You know, when they're on, they look really fucking good. There's a couple of games I've watched of Austin Peay, and I'm like, whoa, they could be, you know, a serious contender. But big time performance there, a big time statement win against a, a Gardner Webb team that I think is somewhat decent. Um, Morehead State took down Valpo 24, 21 Morehead's three and three. I don't think either of us had Morehead three and three six weeks into the season, or you know, oh. six games into the season. <laughs> Huge win there. Um and then the big one man. And I we got to stop and talk about this one cuz the Fighting Hawks of North Dakota 49 the North Dakota State buys in 24. I think we touched on this in the off season. We touched on it 2 weeks ago when South Dakota beat North Dakota State. They missed their time to jump, man. I mean, they still should jump cuz I think that's the ne- the natural thing they should do. But this team I wonder where they're going to finish. In conference, and I mean, you're looking at a situation right here where they're four and two with two Missouri Valley losses, and they haven't even played South Dakota State yet. And look, it's very lucky for them in a way that they have Western Illinois and Murray State on the deck, you know, on deck that can maybe get some confidence back into this Bison team. They're gonna need it for November because they had to Brookings, South Dakota, to take on South Dakota State, followed by a home game against Southern Illinois, who was very good, and then at Northern Iowa, they could lose all three of those. The the team that I saw this Saturday, this past Saturday, they don't bring if they play like they did this past Saturday, they're gonna lose all three of those games in November.
1: Oh yeah, I I absolutely agree. I mean this this did not look like any sort of North Dakota State team. We've, uh, we've seen in recent recent history, recent memory, they looked helpless. And really, I just shout out to North Dakota, man, to go out there and whoop that ass like you own it. I love it. This is a team that's had a hell of a schedule for the last two years running now. Their schedules are insane. They've been in every game. They've fought hard in every game. And now they go out there and they whoop Big Brother's ass. I love this for them. I really hope they keep their head on a swivel next week when they go on the road to Northern Iowa after this big win. But uh I'm bought into North Dakota. That's, that's my headline for this game. They're, they're a hell of a team,
0: dude. The Missouri Valley is really fun because you have essentially, you know, South Dakota state who looks like it's just way ahead of everybody else. But after that you have South Dakota who might actually be when you consider their only losses an SCS or an sec team <laughs> that has only one loss. Then uh, North Dakota, North Dakota state, uh, Southern Illinois, the Salukis. And by the way, Northern Illinois just beat Ohio. So that Southern Illinois winning against Northern Illinois looking a lot better. Um, Youngstown still solid Northern Iowa solid. It is a very, very good conference there. Uh, and it should be fun to watch the final weeks here. Uh, look I, Indiana state. They're the worst. I hate that team. Why, 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 why <laughs> don't I, you. why did I take them again? <laughs> Illinois state. I didn't think it was possible for Illinois state to score 40 points, you know, in one game, 44 to seven <laughs> dominating performance by. The Redbirds there, um, and yet You want to talk about my biggest disappointment? There it is. Indiana, Indiana State.
1: State? Yeah, I, I whiffed pretty hard on them too.
0: Fucking terrible. They're terrible. Um, uh, Sac State almost lost in. I mean, I shouldn't say almost lost, but they didn't look great in Greeley, Colorado. They. they I mean, I guess they were never losing. They were up by double digits for majority of the game, but maybe it was a look ahead spot. They host Montana state this Saturday, but that, that game, they didn't look amazing, but they're five and one and that Stanford wins looking a little bit better now. Shout out to Sac state. But what do you think of these, these Hornets here? They're going to be able to, to to hang in that game against Montana
1: state. Yeah. I'm thinking back. I'm pretty sure uh, that's why I picked Northern, Northern Colorado uh, was because of the look ahead spot here. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like that's what happened, but it helps to get a home field advantage, but right now Montana state kind of looks to be the top dog, especially with Idaho going down. And I, I still don't truly know how to feel about Montana yet. So uh, this game is going to say a lot about where Sac state is with, with all the turnover. I got to assume Montana state's going to run through them like a buzzsaw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch that game Saturday. Uh, once again, the shocking outcomes, they kept delivering all day Arkansas pine Bluff 17, Mississippi Valley State 42. What in the fuck was this?
1: Hey, listen, I'm not I'm not shocked because I picked Mississippi Valley State. <laughs> I knew my double. You Delta did Delta not Delta think Delta. it'd be 42 to 17, though. <laughs> I don't think anybody thought that. I didn't know they could score 42 points. Unbelievable.
0: On <laughs> unbelievable. Now we did lock up Texas Southern, who beat Bethune Cookman 34-31, and they were dogs somehow. That line just smelled. However, we play the lock music. We also, I need like losing lock music. Cause <laughs> dude fuck Hugh Jackson. Why, why do I buy in every once in a while, Alabama and am 45 Hugh Jackson and grambling 24. They got their ass kicked at home in front of their crowd. Alabama and comes in and dominates ridiculous, ridiculous. And then I also locked up Jackson state. I thought that was one of my favorite plays. Alabama State twenty four, Jackson State nineteen, unfucking believable, unbelievable.
1: So uh, what's what's kind of your your SWAC top top three looking like there? I mean, obviously it's got to be family one, right? Well, right and now,
0: then- if the season ended right now, believe it or not, the SWAC championship game, which would, would the you know you would have a birth to the the winner would have a birth to the uh, celebration bowl. It would be Prairie View and Florida A and M right now. I think Florida AM is a lot better than Prairie View and and look. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my guy Bubba McDowell, but they just got housed by Houston Christian. Um I mean maybe so I at the end of the day cuz Prairie View, Alcorn and Southern are all tied. Mm-hmm. I kind of think Southern's the best team. Okay. Uh, I, uh, you know, in the West, I think Jackson State is pretty much cooked, I think for I mean unless Someone gets a and m, but am has got to lose twice. Um, I know they play each other, but I kind of think. Who do you think of the West is the best team? There is it Prairie View? Is it Southern? Is it Allcorn? Is Gra- <laughs> Grambling still alive?
1: I picked uh, I picked Allcorn in the preseason, and I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, what they got a one point win over Grambling already, so uh, I'm going to stick with Allcorn. I, I think uh, uh, McNair's brother there. He's kind of got things rolling a little bit, but I think it's really close. Between them and Southern, but I think in the East, it's Alabama State's probably. I yeah, mean, this puts them right at number two behind FAMU, right?
0: Yeah, but FAMU's gotta, they gotta lose. Mm-hmm.
1: They, they gotta lose after.
0: twice in conference, <laughs> and I don't think Bama State's gonna be able to get there. Um, let's talk about this one. I should have figured this game would be insane. You know who's played the most insane games this year, in my opinion, is Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's either Eastern Kentucky or Southeast Missouri State. Every one of those games against FCS competition has been fucking insane. Uh, Eastern Kentucky wins 41 35 in double overtime. The UAC giving us classics every fucking week. Most underrated conference in the FCS. What
1: would you make of this one, man? Yeah, this one was wild. I had my eyes on this one because I bet I bet Eastern Kentucky, but I, I, I really like this Tarleton team. There's something about them that's that's fun. I love their running back room. So, uh, this this game lived exactly up to expectations. It kind of broke down the way we thought it would. So, this is kind of one of my favorite games that happened. I caught I caught a decent amount of this game too. It was a lot of fun watching this one.
0: Then you had Eastern Illinois, Southeast Missouri State, Southeast Missouri State 35 to 28 and they kind of did it the way they uh, opposing teams have done it to them all year. They score 14 in the fourth, finally come from behind and and beat EIU. Tough loss for our Panthers as that game was fantastic though. Um, yeah. simo needed that more. They were the more desperate team. They needed that one more. How about this one though? South Dakota state 41, Northern Iowa six. Should we just give them the national championship now? Cause they're dominating.
1: It's really looking that way. I mean, this was a game you were kind of hoping that South Dakota state or, uh Northern Iowa would keep it close and it wasn't even in the ballpark. It's looking like South Dakota state's just on a different plane of existence from everybody, but Montana state at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah, Delaware twenty one, North Carolina A six. Vincent Brown did cover. He covered. <laughs> <Just> uh, <barely.
1: laughs>
0: how about the Salukis? They bounced back, win twenty seven to six at the Racers of Murray State. Nice win there. Wofford got beat down by East Tennessee State. I didn't see that big of an ass whooping coming. Forty one to ten. How about Fordham going on the road to a CAA team, Stony Brook, and, and winning twenty six to seven. And uh, we were both on different sides of this game. Portland State 45, Nau 21. These Vikings, these pesky Vikings, showing signs of life. They're going to be a tough out the remainder of the season.
1: I should have known. I'm, I'm, you know, my Scandinavian heritage. I'm I'm ridiculous (laughs) for continuously fading Portland State. That's another team uh, I was super wrong about this year. This this team could score. Man, it's really interesting to see. Hear
0: me out here on this. If Portland State, they're three and three now, right? There are three mm-hmm. losses though. Or two of those are to Oregon and Wyoming. So they only have one loss in uh FCS play. And that was at Montana state in a two score game. Um, if they beat Idaho state this week, they're, so they're, they're home to Idaho state home to Eastern Washington. Those are, I, I almost feel like they should be favoring in both of those. I don't know about the EW game. Maybe, Uh, If they win those two, they'd be five and three. Then they're at UC Davis. And what I think could be their biggest game of the season left, then they're home to Montana. And I think they could be live in that. And then at Northern Colorado, watch out for these Vikings, man.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, if if they get a lead on Montana, I I absolutely think they could take that game and that should what be right before the Montana or the brawl of the wild. So that's definitely going to be a look ahead spot. Uh, I say we go ahead and call that one. Now lock up Portland state, getting the points in that game. Cause yeah. that's like the perfect spot. Yeah, so Davis, Davis, like you said, big game there.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Bryant bulldogs beat the piss out of Robert Morris. Shout out to Bryant big time. win. Lamar beats Southeast Louisiana and don't my look. boys. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Don't look now they're in first place in the Southland. they are the three, and you know, Inc. I dub is two and O. Nichols is also two and O, but Lamar three and O in the Southland getting it done. Uh, Lindenwood unfortunately did not get it done for us the Buccaneers of Charleston. You were right. I was wrong. 24, 10 Charleston. Southern gets the dub. Abilene Christian takes down North Bama 30 to 13. I don't think that was that surprising. I think we took Bama in the points, but Abilene gets the cover Chattanooga with a big win against Mercer Mercer. And that, that means Chattanooga sitting there. So Chattanooga's is four and one Furman and Western Carolina are in first place. They play each other. So they're going to be battling for second place and potentially first place when it's all said and done, huge win for the, the mocks as they go on the road to, to make in Georgia and get that dub, Um, Missouri state 48, Western Illinois seven. Uh, do any of these stand out to you? I mean, I guess the big one there is the Chattanooga one, right?
1: Yeah, Chattanooga beating Mercer. Uh, you know, that that really kind of showed me that Mercer's just not there this year. So they're they're falling, slipping into the middle of the pack about where they belong. So I'd say uh yeah, after Western Carolina and um Furman, yeah, it's gotta be Chattanooga at three, and then probably Sanford and Mercer down there four and five. Disappointing year. Yeah.
0: Uh Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas got a little tested there by Stephen F. Austin. Uh well. I mean, I think SFA had a big fourth quarter, but um, mm-hmm. so they central Arkansas wins 24, 21 and Stephen F. Austin's out. zero and three in conference in the UAC. This is, have you seen the UAC rankings?
1: Uh, no, I actually haven't. So, so
0: the top four teams right now, all undefeated in the UAC are central Arkansas, Eastern Kentucky, Austin P Pe- and Utah tech. Ooh. <laughs> Southern Utah sitting there at one and one. Abilene Christian one and one. Now, there's still a lot of season left. Maybe they end up, you know, Utah Tech is only one and zero. Austin P is only one and zero. but it's going to be fascinating to watch down the stretch. And I don't think any of us had Stephen of Austin oh and 3 in conference play. Lincoln California University lost to Southern. Southern beat their ass. Uh Tennessee State battled back from behind, took down Norfolk State in a big one there. Uh, we were on the wrong side of that one. Um, Montana State laid it on Cal Poly. We were all over that and uh, UC Davis, man,
1: (laughs) Uh, squeaker.
0: Oh man. 17, 16 over Weber state state. That's a huge win, but man, Uh, that's, that's our slate. What do you think the most impressive? Like let's give some game balls here. Three game balls each, I Um, mean, if you want, I'll lead it off. I'm going to go ahead and say Idaho state, Cody Hawkins getting that. I know there were some bigger wins out there for programs with national, you know, championship you know, hopes that that is logical to think that they could, but Idaho state, you get, you come back from that many points. I'm giving them a game ball. Give the Bengals a game ball. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll go, I'll start my first one with a team that I don't know, I guess maybe does have some playoff implications. Uh, Lamar, my Cardinal man, I'm I'm going with it. I'm really impressed with them so far. And, and they're in that hunt for the Southland. I mean, you said it they're, they're, they're leading. So let's go.
0: Well, my second game ball, I like that Lamar play too. Unbelievable. I mean, they were awful last year. Uh, You got to go with the fighting Hawks. You for years, I'm talking years have been hearing North Dakota state talk, never fighting Hawk talk, right? You just might've taken the crown from them because North Dakota state looks like they, I haven't seen this team look this bad in like 20 years, probably longer. the fighting Hawks, 49 North Dakota state, 24 second game ball. There we go. Who's your second.
1: I love that. I love them getting it. Cause they, they've earned it after the last couple of years. Um, my second one, you know, I, I like to go for the, the little guys and give the little teams some love sometimes, but I think sometimes you got to recognize greatness in South Dakota state. What they did to Northern Iowa was just Man, it was a slaughter. So (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and give them their props. I mean, the Jackrabbits get all kinds, but this is one they they deserve. So there you go.
0: Yeah, my uh, you can't go wrong with that one. They they look so fucking dominant. With the exception of the Montana State game, no one else has been on their level. Um, I'm going Villanova. You shut out Elon, a dominating performance. And I'm starting to buy in that you might be the top team in the CAA. Can't wait for that Delaware game. Uh, they deserve it, man. They deserve it after that type of defensive performance against Elon, who would look good previous weeks. Huge win for the Wildcats. Uh, who is your final game ball?
1: Yeah, my final one. I'm going to go with the team that uh, beat me on a lock play. I'm going to go with Harvard. Come on, man. I mean, this team. Yeah. If you're the rest of the Ivy League, you got to be looking at this team and thinking like, oh shit, I don't want to play them because. They're running over everybody. I'm not going to underestimate them again. Yeah. I love this
0: game. Yeah, I and I almost gave a, gave a game ball to Presbyterian. It was fucking <laughs> close, man. It was close. But Harvard <laughs> is looking dominant. I, I like that game ball, folks. We are the FCS college football experience. I gotta. This is I I I gotta thank the chat. Everyone that's downloaded the pod. If you can hop on over to iTunes, and give us a five star review. We'd certainly appreciate it. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, look, we'll be back on Thursday with our week eight preview and picks. It's a loaded week. So a lot of big time matchups, uh, in case you're one, I mean, we have a couple Thursday games, North Carolina, central Morgan state, Southeast Louisiana, Northwestern state, a couple big time rivalry games there. Um, but you get some big time matchups besides that Saturday, Penn Yale, incredible. Like I'm looking forward to catching that one. That is a big time game. Uh, I, i I'm excited for Lafayette. Holy cross Lafayette has is, is came out of nowhere. Now I kind of think Holy cross is going to smack them, but I'm excited to watch it. Uh, obviously Harvard and Princeton's always fun, but then you start, you get down to the thick of it where you got these big time conference games, Monmouth and Elon Monmouth's still alive here. That CAA game. Important Furman and Western Carolina, I think is, is one of the games I cannot wait to watch probably the game of the week. But then you have also South Dakota state hitting the road to Carbondale, Illinois, to take on Southern Illinois. That game's going to be interesting. Uh, I want to see if my Hoyas can, can, can continue to ride as they take on Colgate, not a huge matchup, but r- how about Rhode Island at Albany? Kasim Hill against Reese Poffenberger. I think that has, uh, you know, is kind of must watch TV for the FCS, uh, North Dakota hitting the road, taking on Northern Iowa, dangerous letdown spot. Northern Iowa a good team. Um, We talked about Drake heading to San Diego. I think that game's intriguing. Um, And then Montana state, sack state and there's some other, there's some other decent games in there that I, I I breezed over, but it is a very good week of FCS college football. I cannot wait to watch it. We'll be back Thursday night. Subscribe to the FCS college football experience. People, iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts can be found. You can watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Also, I host the college football experience for the FBS. Make sure you check out that show. Uh, and uh, he hosts the college basketball experience. And a matter of fact, we're about to go live with our conference USA preview in about five minutes. So jump on over there, check us out and the college baseball experience and the big 12 experience. we got a bunch of them. All right, go subscribe to all of those. Give Mike a follow Mike, the golf coast guru. He's on Twitter at GCG underscore wins Uh, and give him a follow because look, you can always send him a DM. If you want to know, you know, what's going on with this this Citadel line. Why is it moving so much? Give him a follow. All right. At GCG wins. And he didn't even mention his Notre Dame win over USC. Well played as I was on the, the Irish. Uh, that was a, that was a nice spot, man. You got life. You got life, man. You got some life. You just need everyone else to lose a couple more times Louisville right. Louisville
1: hurt. loss hurts so much more. Though. That's true. <laughs> that is true. There's always one.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a fair boy. <laughs> folks, until next time, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm on that College Football Show later tonight as well, talking Week Eight FBS, and uh, they're on Vison every Friday night, uh, Vison Network, V S I N, Brent Musburger's Network on YouTube TV. If you get the NFL package, you can watch it 9 p.m. Pacific every single Friday. Until next time, folks. This is the FCS College Football Experience Week Seven Reaction Show. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here.
1: Bye. You.